Welcome back to another episode of Car Care for the Clueless, coming to you via webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Pam Oaks, an ASC certified technician and shop owner for the last 16 years. I'm here to inform you and educate you on how to keep your car running strong and reliable, and most important, at the least amount of money out of your wallet. That's how I started this program, uh, through my book, Car Care for the Clueless, or how you can make money while maintaining your vehicle. I've seen a lot through the shop, and, you know, I'd like to pass that information on to you. Hopefully, it will keep your car running strong and keep the money in your pocket. So, uh, today's show, we're going to be talking about what is a tune-up. Well, you know, a tune-up used to be way back when used to have plugs and wires and a cap and a rotor and points in a condenser and a coil and PCV valve. And, well, we don't have all that stuff anymore. So uh, we're going to go over the basic mechanisms for a tune-up and what is needed for your car and when your car needs it. Also back is Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, who has an economical addition to your car for the summer vacation, uh, something that um, I like a lot and use quite often down here and where I'm from, Florida, all the time because of the sun. Also, we're going to be answering an email, and their question is regarding cabin air filters. Well, you know, there's an engine air filter, but there's also an air filter for the inside of your car, and we're going to go over that briefly. We're going to have a Pam's Automotive Minute, that's on the docket, and also a recommendation for a part that you need to ask for by name when you get your vehicle repaired, if that part applies. Well, let's get to our caller. Our caller is Fred. Fred's from Florida, and he emailed us, and he wanted to know when does he need a tune-up on his car. So let's call Fred. Hey Fred, this is Pam from Car Care for the Clueless. Listen, I know you're busy and we've talked before, but our listeners would like to hear from you. Uh, can I ask you a quick question? What's that? When's the last time you did a tune-up on your car? Maybe a year, two, three, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Runs good. Does it run good? You want it for trade-in? <laughs> <laughs> no. Can't have it. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, that's a good car. No, no, it, it runs good. Does it? I have no fault to find. Good. Well, you know, if it's running good, then don't touch it. Not broken, don't fix it. That's right. But, but right, but it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, I don't know when it was. Mm-hmm. But doesn't make any difference. Still, oh, runs good, starts up like a bird, and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problems. Then I don't recommend touching it. No, me no. neither. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Pam, so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dear. Bye-bye. There are so many changes in today's vehicles uh, versus 30, 40 years ago. You know, back then you had all these secondary ignition components, which is a fancy name for spark plugs, spark plug wires, uh, distributor cap, ignition rotor, coil, points in a condenser, well, that all went in wayside in the early 70s when everything started going electronic and regarding the uh, 
tune-up side of the car, the secondary ignition side. And now uh, things have come to be that they've eliminated spark plug wires and a distributor cap, and there's no more rotor. Oh, and no points and no condenser. This has all been integrated into the electronics on your programmable command module. You've heard the acronym PCM, Programmable Command Module, and it's taken the place of it. It's actually programmed right into the vehicle. So we still have spark plugs, though. And a spark plug is an electrical component, and it has an electrode on both ends that receive the electrical current that the car provides, and there is an electrode and a little element at the very end, so it provides a little spark at the end. That little spark ignites the fuel fumes, the gasoline fuels in the cylinder, and that little explosion pushes the piston down into the cylinder, and you have a succession of this, and it turns the crankshaft that feeds into the transmission, if all that is working properly, we're just going to use layman's terms here. We don't want to lose you. Then the wheels turn when you put it in drive, of course, or reverse. But this little spark plug, um, it used to have an alloy that would wear out mm, about 20,000, 30,000 miles. You'd be replacing spark plugs. Well, nowadays, they have different elements. Um, they'll have iridium. They'll have platinum. And these specialized plugs, these upgraded, updated plugs, will stay in your car for easily eighty to 100,000 miles. That's what they say. But if you read the fine print in your manual, it will tell you this is under normal driving conditions. Normal driving conditions is just some stop-and-go traffic, no mountainous terrain. Normal driving conditions and severe driving conditions are Two different things. Normal driving conditions, hmm, some of us experience it, but far and few between. Most of us are going to fall in the severe duty category. Severe duty includes temperatures above 90 degrees on a daily basis, below 32 on a daily basis, towing an object, a boat, a trailer, a jet ski, a snowmobile, this is all considered severe duty, and as you can see, a lot of us fall in this category. Since this would be the case, then your plugs probably will show wear and tear around 70 to 90,000 miles instead of the 100,000 as promised. You can tell when it is time to change out these plugs. Especially nowadays, we all like to pay attention to our miles per gallon, MPG. Well, when you notice it, that it's starting to go down a little bit, and you haven't changed gasoline stations. And remember, folks, you're supposed to be using a top-tier fuel. We don't want to feed our car junk food. We want to feed it health food because we want it to last. And putting health food, top-tier fuel, into your car will definitely make the spark plugs last longer. Going back to what I was saying, you'll notice the fuel economy will start to go down that's when a spark plug is starting to come to the end of its lifespan. So that's one of the signs. Another sign is the check engine light may illuminate on the dash and it may start running a little rough. The other thing that could contribute to that as well is if a uh, coil was starting to go out on the car. Like I said, vehicles have coil. That's 
what provides the electrical charge to the spark plug. Way back when, they used to have one coil that would fire all eight cylinders or six cylinders. Nowadays, the majority will have one coil per two cylinders or they have one coil per cylinder. And if a coil malfunctions, you're going to lose that spark plug automatically. It's going to foul it out from misfiring. It's going to illuminate the check engine light on your dash. And at that point, you need to have it taken care of ASAP. If you don't take care of this right away, it can lead to severe complications and possible mechanical engine damage that would be thousands in repairs. You don't need this. Remember, you have it taken care of immediately, and then the bill's going to be a lot smaller than something that would domino to something huge, and you get to keep that money in your pocket to put in your savings account, go on a nice vacation, college tuition for the kids. I mean, just think of the possibilities. With that extra money, what you could do to help you and your family. The other thing is is that... Um, we still have four, six, eight-cylinder vehicles, and according to the number of cylinders, we'll determine how many spark plugs go in the car. Not quite. On some of the vehicles, for an example, they'll have eight spark plugs because it's an eight-cylinder car. But on some of them, they'll have an additional eight to make a total of 16 because they'll have a spark plug for the exhaust. And this is for emission... To the air that we breathe cleaner, make the car more fuel efficient, and it really does work. So don't be surprised if somebody said, well, it's time to change your plugs out, but there's 16 spark plugs. So you want to see the spark plugs. It's, it's pretty interesting. You can see the wear and tear on them, and it's a good thing for your vehicle. The other important thing is don't let them sell you a spark plug that does not belong to your car. You want the exact make and number spark plug that came out of your car from the factory. If your car had an AC Delco spark plug, you want that same but new AC Delco spark plug back in your vehicle. You don't need to get fancy just because somebody's having a sale on spark plugs, what have you, you don't need to have this done. The other thing is too is when they exchange the spark plugs, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's time to replace the ignition coils. These individual ignition coils that marry the spark plug, they're very expensive, and they can last for quite a long time. So don't go to the added expense of somebody saying, oh, you have to change your coils too, and it's X amount. No, 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 no. Remember, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Tell them that you want to see what's going on. You want to see why they want to do this. You are not going to go purchase something that you don't need to have, and you want proof. And remember, always remember, if you're not sure and you don't feel good about it, always get a second opinion. It does not hurt, and it could save you a bundle of money. Next on our list is a letter from Marsha. Marsha used to live in California and now lives in Georgia, and she wants to know if her cabin air filter in her car needs to be changed out since she doesn't have the smog that she had in L.A. in the middle of Georgia. 
Well, Marsha, yes, it is important to exchange the cabin air filter. Just like your car's engine air filter, the cabin air filter is there to trap debris and to trap pollen and mold and mildew spores that we would normally breathe in if it wasn't there. So it really does help. It keeps the air clean inside the cabin of the car. It helps us with our allergies. If you have allergies, it kind of blocks all that excess pollen coming in, etc. The expense of it, well, there is a little bit of an expense to it. Some are more than others. It can range between 10 to $12 up into $50, $75 for the more complicated carbon air filters. Each car is different. You'd have to get with your ASC certified technician and find out how much your particular cabin air filter is. This can be difficult to replace. Some are in a nasty spot where you do have to have a technician do it because he has to pull everything apart to gain access to it. Others have direct access that you can just do it yourself in your driveway. Again, before you touch anything, Ask your ASC certified technician. You don't want to mess anything up on your car. And if he can show you how to do it, better yet, more money in your wallet. And that's what we're aiming for, folks. And if you're just tuning in, welcome to Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. And today we're talking about, does your car need a tune-up? And also we're touching base on cabin air filters and when they're due to be replaced in your vehicle. When you get a moment, if you'd like to hear past articles, just go to webtalkradio.net, click on Car Care for the Clueless, and you can look at our archives section where we cover things like what kind of fuel to put in your car to nitrogen versus air in your tires. There's a whole plethora of automotive questions and answers in there, and I hope they help. But let's get back to our show. So it's that time in the program that we've all been waiting for. Our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. So, Peter, what do you have for us this week? Uh, We have very inexpensive window shades. Window shades, as in? They block the sun from getting in the car and helping the car stay cooler during the summer months. Oh, that's a good. They go go across. Yeah, they're relatively inexpensive, and they go across the front windshield. Mm-hmm. That keeps a lot of the sunlight from coming in the car and heating the car up too much. Yeah, those have been around for a long time, but you know, you see less and less of them when we actually should be seeing more because it's pretty hot out there, isn't it? Yeah, right now I just got I just got in the car to come over and it was baking in the car and I probably could have used one to help cool the car down some. Yeah, you know, people don't realize that the temp in their car can get up between 160 to 180 degrees Fahrenheit and within 20 minutes. So that would cool it down significantly because you wouldn't have that UVA and UVB coming right through that windshield and bouncing around. That's correct. And possibly if it gets too hot in there, burning your hands on the steering wheel or the window switches, trying to roll the windows down, (laughs) trying to get the windows down and get some air in there. Done that. Oh my God. Yes. That, that is nasty, isn't it? Yes. Especially if you've had that car parked out in the parking lot of uh, an amusement park or at the beach all day and you get in there and you're not going to go too uh, far 
till that cools off, are you? No, it doesn't take very long here in Florida to get hot. It's 15, 20 minutes, and that car's already baking already. Mm -hmm. And you know there's quite a few places that are baking right now throughout the U.S. As early as summer has come to them. So they're experiencing almost the same kind of heat that we have down here. So this yeah, whole, whole, south, idea. whole southeast is as hot or hotter than we are right now. It's almost hitting 100 degrees in some spots, so sunshade would definitely help some, yeah. And it's it's at a right price, too. Yeah. It's a smart invention at a right price. That's right. Because, like I said, we want to keep it cheap because we want maybe an extra day of vacation or an extra souvenir. And... We want to help the car. We yeah. want to help us with the car. Probably with the, the window shade, and it'll maybe help keep the seats cooler, possibly, and also from fading the seats. For resale. To, yeah, for Good resale. Idea. If you decide to sell the car, it might help from fading the fabric on the seats and making them look older than they really are. Mm -hmm. You know, some vehicles, they actually have them built into the car. For the side windows and for the back window, they actually have a sunshade. That's also that's also very good too because I've I've seen some in some cars that they have them for little babies in the back seat. Mm -hmm. They got special little shades just for them to keep them cool. <laughs> that is cute. Yeah, I know. Special little design like Winnie the Pooh or <laughs> Mickey Mouse or something like that. <laughs> but I've seen them where they've covered the full windows to help reduce the heat and uh, yeah, the fading of the interior. Yeah, I've seen them for the front. I haven't seen them for the back at all, mm -hmm. but. I've seen them in RVs. They've got them for all the windows in RVs, but I mm -hmm. haven't seen them for cars. No. Europeans. A lot of European vehicles have that. Oh, that's very that's very smart on their part. Mm -hmm. And I know that you can get the ones that fit for the sides as well now. That's good. I've seen those. And uh, that's a very good uh, economically-minded object for uh, the car that helps you out and... Helps the car out by maintaining its value from keeping it from fading and having the heat crack the dash and burn our fingers on the steering wheels. And Yeah, they come in various shapes, but they fold up into something very small. Uh, they have some cardboard ones you can fold up like an accordion, just stick it right between the seat and the center console. Mm-hmm. Or they got some other ones you can fold up and just stick them right in the trunk. I mean, they're not bulky or anything in terms of storage so mm -hmm. you know in terms of that aspect that's even better yet that's better e yet. easily easy storage well thank you for uh joining us again today and we look forward to next week with okay. another object economically minded object thank you for uh doing us that favor especially the summer months where we're really watching our wallets and we'll see you next week okay thanks for having me on thank you take care okay this week, I'm featuring secondary ignition parts. That's the fancy word for spark plugs and wires and so on and so forth. And it kind of covers a plethora of all vehicles. I'm recommending whatever manufactured vehicle that you have that you tell the ASC certified technician working on your car when replacing those specific parts, spark plugs, if you have to do a coilover plug, or so on and so forth, that you want the brand to be reinstalled in your vehicle. For an example, if I had a General Motors car, 
I have AC Delco secondary ignition parts in it. I want them to reinstall new, of course, secondary ignition parts. I want a brand new AC Delco plug. I want it to match what came out of the car. If I had a Ford product, I'd want a Motorcraft spark plug in there. If I had a Honda, I want an NGK part installed back in that cylinder head. So it's extremely important. Whatever's coming out of that car, please ask for it by name to be reinstalled new into your car again. Now for Pam's Automotive Moment. You know, this summer vacation, we're traveling throughout the U.S. and Canada and so on and so forth. Could be going overseas. And no matter where you drive, we all want to be safe. And doing so, one particular item on the vehicle, which is right there next to the steering wheel, that a lot of us forget, they don't pay attention. We're in a foreign city, we're looking around, we're watching for street signs, we're looking for highway signs, and we forget that the vehicle is equipped with turn signals. We want you to be safe. We want others around you to act accordingly if you need to change lanes, especially in a hurry, which we hope you don't do. We hope you plan this out beforehand. But we just want you to use your turn signals and let other drivers know your intentions. Very important that they do know because they can act accordingly and in a courteous manner let you into that specific lane, so on and so forth. But, you know, even if you're not on vacation and just around town, in your hometown, it's uh, always good to exercise common courtesy towards your fellow drivers. Unfortunately, we don't see that much anymore, and there's no reason why one of us and then another one, and then it will just domino, that we all remember what we were taught in driver's education decades ago, for some of us. <laughs> but it's, it's just a good idea. On that note, just have a safe summer driving out there on the highways, byways, and take those extra cautionary skills that you do have while you're out on roads that you don't know, and remember to use them when you come back to town. Again, I want to thank Fred for emailing us and having a little chat with us today regarding uh, tune-ups. And uh, thank you, Marcia, for emailing us about her cabin air filter. And as always, we look forward to talking to Peter, our gadget guru, next week. We appreciate him dropping by. That uh, 22 years of automotive experience uh, really can shine sometime here. And, of course, we appreciate him keeping it more at an economically-minded level. You know how everybody's wallets are pretty tight nowadays. Up-and-coming topics that you requested. Next week, we're going to talk about how to keep the outside of your car looking as good as the car is running under the hood. That will be pretty interesting. You know, the upkeep on the car is very, very important because that is our resale. When you get tired of the car and you want to move on to a different model, it's got to look good to get top dollar. We're going to be talking about that. And... A couple more emails that are going to be coming through. We're going to be catching up on those like we did last week and this week. And this is Pam Oaks, host of Car Care for the Clueless via webtalkradio.net. If you'd like to listen to past episodes, just go onto the archives section of Web Talk Radio on Car Care for the Clueless, and you can catch up to where we're at right now. 
And I really, really enjoy talking to you each week, and I hope that you've learned something, and I hope that the items that you do pick up and you exercise, that it comes back to you with extra money in your wallet. If you'd like to email us, ask us a question regarding car care and how you can save money, just write me at carcareforclueless at AOL.com. That's car care, the number four, clueless at AOL.com. And if you'd like to purchase my book, Car Care for the Clueless, or how you can make money while maintaining your vehicle, you can go to Amazon.com backslash books. It's available in paperback. You can download it to your digital media or to your Kindle. It's also available at carcareforthecluelist.com, all one word. There's no number involved. You can also email us from that website, carcareforthecluelist.com, or you can go to the shop website, which is pamsmotorcity.net, and that's all one word. Look forward to talking to you next week, and hopefully you remembered some of these items from today in our past shows that you too can be a savvy car care consumer. Until next week, take care.